anointing is something that's his seal on us, his fingerprint. And that's what the more glory is, the more anointing and the more power. And we all have the power in his name, but there's something like Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, you know that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. He didn't even have to say a word. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson, and we've spoken before with Shane W. Rossiger. He is the founder of Hot House of Truth Apostolic Center. And today he's here to talk about his new book, Nuggets from Heaven. So Shane, welcome back to Charisma Connection. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, good morning. Well, we have some interesting nuggets here, and uh, I noticed that the book is laid out in four sections that are numbered gold field, number one, number two, etc. Why is gold so significant in the scriptures? I think uh, gold in the scriptures actually represents God. God uses a lot of elements like fire, oil, gold, wind, and I think that's what we, we, we're trying to stick with with, with the books that um, we have coming out. And I believe gold represents the glory of God. And in the garden, they were clothed in the glory, and God wants us to be clothed in His glory. But also, the darkness that surrounds us sometimes can get in, and, and, and that's by the Word of God. And the Bible talks about buying gold. And we always think about buying gold like buying it with money, but actually the buying word is actually it's acquire, obtain, get, to purchase, to deal for, to to add on, to to possess. So when God says buying, we know that the gospel's free and Jesus is free, so he must be saying to obtain it, to get it. So we many things in the in the body of Christ we think just we say a prayer and we're saved, but God wants us to seek him. And those fields are like nuggets where he wants us to seek his face, and, and as we do that revelation and all these things are his glory, and we know that the, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit now. So if we're the temple, it says that this is greater than Solomon's temple and all those, and it was all laid in gold, and, and, and even the Ark of the Covenant was carrying God's presence, was in gold. And we see that gold represents the purity of God's word and, and God himself in a manner. So now he says that we're the temples. So he wants to burn out all the impurities out of our life that he can flow and he can, we, he can be glorified through us being his body. So if yes, we have I... iniquity and sin and all those things, it's hard for him to get glory. And we see that going on in the church today with a lot of mixture. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. I want to talk about that uh, purifying process a bit later on, but what are some of the key verses in God's Word that talk about buying gold or just gold in general? Well, in 1 Corinthians 3, 9-21, Paul talks about um, we being his, God's husband, husband tree, and that he's laid the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and then he tells us to build upon, I'm just paraphrasing, it's 1 Corinthians 3, 9-21, Mm-hmm. And to build on it, and um, uh, gold, silver, precious stone, hay, or hay, wood, and stubble. And we see building hay, wood, and stubble as the things of creation. It's not the creator. So the things of creation, like we build things that can be burned. But if God sends fire and he says his eyes are like fire, 
So if God sends fire and when we're ending, and the only pure gold will remain, so in the purifying process of gold, the impurities come to the top. So he wants us, to, if this, when his fire comes, that all the things that remain, and I believe that this scripture, it says, build upon that every man's work um, shall be, uh, the man shall be saved, but his work shall be uh, exposed through fire. So whatever has been done by obeying him through his word and all the things that give him glory will remain in the end. And all those other things get burned up as we get so caught up in the works of the flesh and all the things that we do. But God wants it to be all for his glory and the truth. And then that's basically what first Corinthians three, nine through 21 speaks about. And then Timothy speaks about Timothy two nineteen 19 through 22 speaks about in a house, there are vessels of gold, silver, and, and wood and of earth, some of honor and dishonor. So the wood and the earth is another thing. And what are the trees that you build upon, the drywall, the man's materials, man's maid's ministry, man, you know, man, do this without the anointing and the power of God. We have a lot of good works, but Jesus called them dead works. And I believe the works that aren't dead are the works that are manifested with his glory, you know, and there's, and, and basically that's what I think it's all about. Okay, so good, good passages to go back and reflect on. So, you know, when I was a kid, I remember having like a nugget of fool's gold, which as a kid, I thought it was pretty cool, but I knew it wasn't the real deal. Now, if we as Christians are about the business of acquiring gold, how can we avoid fool's gold in our lives? Um, to know him and the power of his resurrection, to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I'd say um, there's a lot of counterfeit. And you know that God does nothing apart from His Word. So if we don't know the Word, we can be um, deceived by false prophets or false teachers. But God will never let us be deceived if we're seeking truth. And He is the truth. So if we're seeking Him, we need to trust Him. But you see, people are seeking manifestations and, and signs. Signs and wonders are supposed to follow us. So if we're seeking Him, the signs will follow His Word. So His Word will manifest His glory. So we need to be in fellowship with the Word, and Jesus was the Word that came flesh and dwelt among us, and now God wants us to be living epistles today. So it all all ties together with His Word, but we have a lot of legalists and stuff that get so caught up in the Word that they're blinded by the letter, and they don't move in the Spirit. So we need the, the Spirit and the Word um, unifying together, and the, God will do nothing apart from His Word, but He also has mysteries and things that religious people will attack that are so the, the the pure word will be who is getting glory man the works or is god getting glory because we were made to glory to to bring him glory so fool's gold would be mixture that gets us i think back in the works of the flesh and into the law and into the things that you know at the end of the day men are glorifying us like look what we did and we but when he does something um, man doesn't get too much glory out of it because it's it's all him. So fool's gold could be, you know, it says in the in in the last days that uh, seducing spirits will creep in the church and deceive many in doctrines of devils. And then it also says that some, like there's a whole big movement of people who are coming against Kundalini spirits and all these things. But the Holy Spirit looks kind of just like it, and a lot of people have attacked us, but we've 
16 people get touched by the power of God and the anointing, and they come up and they have joy and peace, and they're delivered. And you see, Satan is a counterfeiter. So God is the creator. He's created everything. Satan's taking what he's created, and he perverts it and counterfeits it, and he's got a form of power. And even towards when darkness gets darker and darker, he's going to have more power if we, we read in the Scriptures. So we need to know and be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and God will have the real goal. Yes, Word and Spirit certainly work together, and we must test the spirits, as the Scripture says. Correct. Uh, We know that gold must be refined. As you mentioned, it contains impurities that God has to get out of us. So how does God do that? I love it because God uses things of the natural, like Jesus being the bread, and without the bread we'll die, and so we shall live by we shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's eating his flesh and drinking his blood. So with the gold, it also says in Hebrews uh, chapter 12 um, that God is an all-consuming fire. So what is he? And he's going to uh, shake everything that can be shaken. So what is he consuming? Well, we have the weed and the tear, the tear, the tears, but we also have the shaft, too. And there's all these processes of God separating. So out of relationship, he purifies us by trying of our faith, by different things. But he is the fire. But he doesn't force his fire. He doesn't force his love. He doesn't force his grace. It's something we have to desire and seek after. And I think that's the buying of this thing. And he says that in in um, Revelation 3.18, it says, Counsel thee to buy gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich in white raiment, that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear, and anoint your eyes with eye solvent that you may see. So he wants us clothed in Christ. So Christ, in, in the full armor of God, and that's the whole thing with the cross. Like, if we have the full armor of God, we have our filter is in our mind and our faith. We have to know him and, 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 and block out everything that doesn't line up with his word and not receive it into ourselves, receive it into our spirit. So we have to be really picky of what we eat, and what we see and what we watch without being legalistic and judgmental and critical at the same time, pleasing him. And it says without faith, we cannot please him. So I think faith, continuing our faith, even when it's shaken and tried, is a great way of God doing the purifying. I know he purifies us through his word because the word is also by the washing of the water of the word. It talks about renewing our minds. So all these different things, it's all about relationship with him. It's not just about, you know, getting a sermon uh, to make me get by this week. God wants to change us and transform us. He doesn't want us just to get by, and we don't need to be motivated every week. We need the Word of God to change us, because the more we change, we won't need motivation anymore, because we'll already be motivated, because nothing will affect us. And they were clothed in his glory in the garden, and God says that we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I think it's all about the f- allowing him to burn out things, and it's all a process. And then we have the threshing floor where, where we just lay things down, and we're in continuous relationship of allowing God to remove the things, showing us things. And it's like a dance, but he, he's dancing, and we need to, to he's like, he's the groom, and we're the bride, and He's looking at all of us. I'm just getting a vision right now. And he's dancing. He's like, and he can, like, if we're all one body, he can, like, 
he wants to dance with us. And at the end, we're all dancing in unity, one spirit, one flesh, one anointing, one doctrine. So he's dancing and he's like, um, you know, you're at a dance in high school and the, it's the guy asked. The girl shouldn't be asking guys to dance. So he's the husband saying, let's come and let's dance. And many Christians don't want to dance. So he doesn't force the dance. He's inviting us to dance. Because if he forced it, then it'd be easy. We'd just say, okay, God, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But that's how relationship is built through the good times, hard times. But no matter what we go through, we, we learn to abase and abound. Paul did to every trial and tribulation. Our faith in believing him is what purifies us to know him and to him to move through us and stand in faith through everything that we're going through in these last days. Well, there you you mentioned it being a process, and that's true. It's certainly a refining uh, toward the end of being transformed to be like Christ, which is what He promises us in the end. So very exciting to know what's and, going. Yeah, to and I believe in the end. And I believe in the end. Um, no matter where we are in the dance, He's gonna. We're gonna be purified because. But He, if you know, if you get saved three years and he comes back of course you're not going to be like some but he there's some uh i believe christians that are 30 years and people three years and they've gotten through more process than others so and god's being able to he'll use anybody i'm not saying that he's a respecter of persons but he basically wants to show his glory to the earth and i know he's looking for those that want all of him and it's 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 a great thing but also God expects us to desire holiness and, 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 and truth and to be and, and love, all of those things working together. Yes, we, as you say, it is a dance and there are two partners. <laughs> we have to do our part as well. Amen. So as I look through some of the chapters in your book, Nuggets from Heaven, there's some interesting titles in there. Um, a few that stood out to me, Jezebel, the goddess of self, prison of your own making, and he came to his senses. And looking at some of those, it just seems like, you know, sometimes it seems like we're our own worst enemy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, because we're the only ones stopping. The Satan can't do nothing either. Like, we're the only ones stopping anything, because that's the great thing about choice. And, you know, if I don't forgive my brother, it's my choice. And then Satan can torment us and put us in that. God says that you're in spirit. So when we rebel against his grace and mercy, then we're, it's, we can't blame God, and we continue to want to blame the devil. Sometimes, and, and it says, harden not your heart in the day of, of, of provocation. So we need to keep our hearts pure by continuing to obey the Word of God, when even when it's hard or even when we don't want to. And like Jezebel, the goddess of self, is basically, um, we're our own gods. And Jezebel is a form of narcissism, so, you know, it's it's not about us anymore. He he bought us with his blood, so we need to learn, and, and that's why the things that stir us up, and he came to his senses, means some of us get saved, and then we go and we want to seek the world and all the things, well, that's the prodigal son, you know, he came back in, to the father's house, and these are just um, awakening these scriptures to modern day um, parables of what we're facing today, and and, the, and and that was the prism we're making is when we don't like, you know, Jesus forgave all these debts, and then he let us, you know, me being a 
great sinner, uh, you know, doing drugs and all the deliverance. And then, then my brother comes over and offends me on a little thing or owes me. He uses money in this aspect, and we don't forgive those debts, but he forgave us all that debt that would send us to hell. That's the type of things that stop the anointing, stop the glory, stop the purification is when our will uh, butts heads against his. And that's where I, we see a lot of things because we think we have rights. But to get the, all the glory of God, we need to give up all of our rights. And he has a good plan for us. Everything he has for us is glorious. Even when we don't think doing it his way is better or it, it, at the end it's better for us because, you know, you know, everything is that he has for us is better. And, and he doesn't prom, promise us not to have suffering and go through persecutions. And, you know, there's so much even now division with this this whole virus thing and everything and, and all these uh, people. But God, what God's doing to this whole this process, he's using it. He's showing the church their nakedness. You know, of, of, in these times, and it's a it's a blessing in disguise at some point because some of us have gone so far to realize that we can't even stand on His word and and, and faith in some aspects. So He's He's kind of showing us where you know if, if and I believe we're going to come through all this, and this is just a I believe that we got at least eight more years, and something bad's going to happen. But I just uh, I just see that this whole thing is a shaking and. It's seeing a lot of people are being able to see where they really are standing. Are they going to follow the, you know, on Baal or or, or God? And, and, and like God allows these things to happen to see where we are in our faith. And, and, and Well, it's, it's true. It is certainly a, a time of testing for all of us because you're kind of out of your normal schedule and it kind of throws you off a little bit. So how can we get worldliness out of our lives, and how can we become overcomers as Christians? We become overcomers by the blood of His Lamb. So I think it's drinking His blood and eating His flesh, and we know that, you know, we're not actually drinking blood, but it's in communion again. The communion is not a religious ritual. It's actually everything that He did for us on the cross, we can have it, and and a lot of religious people come against all that, but He actually— wants us he said greater works will we do because he goes to the father so basically in that communion that secret place we're hidden in him and that's where peace joy and righteousness is in the kingdom of god so it's it's basically um just continuing to eat his word and revelation flows and 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 some people get get so caught up in the letter but it's in communion with the revelation of of him showing, guiding you in the Word, not you trying to guide, you know, going, reading the Bible beginning and end, and today I should be on chapter. It's it's relationship with the Word, the Spirit, and the power, and that's through the blood of Jesus. So the Bible says that the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to appear. So, and he said in, in the house, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the edifying of the body, for the for the work of the ministry, till we all come into the same stature and measure of Christ. Well, that's not when we die. He wants the way he, he God got glory to His Son on the earth through His righteousness, through His words, and through His His acts of love, and eventually the cross. So when He says to us, "Pick up our cross and deny ourselves," I I believe that's that's it right there. We need to deny ourselves. And knowing that the more we deny ourselves, the more joy we're going to have, 
the more glory we're going to have because with the glory the, the, the glory came after the resurrection jesus got glorified so after we are called to be living epistles read by men and also the bible says that we are living sacrifices holy and acceptable to god so this process of dying in the flesh is actually our we're not dying in our body but our flesh is dying the things so we're a good uh, a sweet smelling savior of incense unto god and 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 there's we've been getting things where we get around Christians that we can smell in the spirit the sin and the different things and when you get around people that are in God's presence and doing the things there's just a different aroma and God is starting to allow us to start to smell that aroma that we don't not love them but we can understand these spiritual things and we want to be a sweet aroma to God and I guess if you think about it with the gold. Maybe when all those impurities are burning, that smoke's coming up and it smells horrible. But when there's no no smoke anymore, and actually the whole process of that is, I mean, we've all heard this preached by somebody sometime. But the gold, he's the he's the guy, and it says that Jesus sits as the purifier of gold and silver, and he sits and 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 like say a pot of gold, and eventually the, the gold, uh, the the person, the I don't know the name of the um whatever whoever does the purifying in in uh reality and life right now they how they know that it's pure they see their own and he sees his image in it it's like a mirror and the word of god is supposed to be a mirror to our lives so when christ starts to see christ or god starts to see him in us then he knows it's more pure it's basically him in us and religion will never get us to that. Religion just wants to give him a part of our heart or, you know, or, or under the law or do these things. And then we can do whatever we want. But God wants to do everything with us. It said that these that the Holy Spirit was working with them. So the anointing increases. And see, the gifts and callings are our repentance. But the anointing is something that's his seal on us, his fingerprint. And that's what the more glory is, the more anointing and the more power and we all have the power in his name, but there's something like Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, you know that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. He didn't even have to say a word. When that, you know, to some of them, you know, that woman uh, sometimes didn't even say that he said anything and the demons were manifesting, coming out. So there was a glory on Jesus that he wants on his bride. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of what you've included in this book comes down to loving God with all that we are and getting away from religion and just following Jesus through the leading of the Holy Spirit. I wonder, do you have uh, some takeaway lessons or things that you want our listeners to be reminded of when they think of your book, Nuggets from Heaven? Um, I believe Nuggets from Heaven and just like all the other books, it's just God downloading to, we, it gets you to think and it, and, and, and it gets you in depth to see the scriptures open up alive. Even, you know, Jesus, these things aren't, are all, every, every one of these uh, chapters and, and things are things that are on God's heart that he lays and, and he brings out through the scripture to just actually bring it into, you know, there's only the Bible. You, I mean, if we had to, uh, get the Bible where they could, all the things that said it would be huge. So God's able to do that now through his messengers and things too. And I think 
um, people, I can say testimonies of, because this book hasn't been released, but all the other books, we get testimonies by hundreds of people that just grows them up strong. Because some people say, you know, they, they sit in church all the time, but they're not really getting the word. And it's become a social club. I'm not trying to put down any other churches, but and I don't know who or where, but it, it's like they don't have that every week. So they want to, to be able to do that on their own if, if it's not being done in their community. And, and that's what God's whole thing is to, um, to make us look like him and that the world will see him and he'll be glorified. So I think in these books, you're, you're, if you're younger in Christ, you're going to grow up in the faith and grow up in the word and be strong. And, and the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And even when you read these chapters, God's going to speak to you in these words, and he's going to show you because everybody has, even when you read these chapters, he's going to bring you into your own life, and you're going to, he's going to use it just like he uses the, the word of God because it's coming from his spirit. It's inspired by him, and, and, and the truth, you know, the truth sets us free. And the yes. more we know what the truth is, the more we'll be free. And well, Shane, you, you really pack it in, I have to say, that this these are not books that you just rush through. I think, you know, you've got a no-compromise message, and I think people need to really take their time as they read these books. And so this latest one is Nuggets from Heaven, the one we've been speaking of today in this podcast uh, by Shane W. Rossiger. Shane, I wonder if you'd like to pray for our listeners as we close. I sure would, and I just want to add one thing. And I saw, too, when, through this whole situation we're going through, we've had three times as many people come. It seems like when everything is going good, people don't really consider the Word of God and what's going on. But we've seen, so we see that this ministry and these books are for the end times, and people are going to, and the more darkness comes, it's like people are just drawn to them. We've seen an explosion in our ministry in these last two months. So mm. I just see that as God awakening people to what we really should be focused on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I'll pray right now. Mm-hmm. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for all the listeners, God. We bless these outlets, Father God. We ask you to bless the hearing ears, Father God. Father, you said the spirit of that. Will we hearken to the, to the voice of the Lord today? Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of change. Today's the day of truth, Father God. And you said to the church in Revelations 2 and 3 and all through it, those that have ears they hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, God. You want us filled with your word, filled with your glory. Father, I just pray that every listener will have a hunger to be purified by you, God, a hunger to be separated uh, from, from the things that don't please you, God. I pray that everyone that reads these books, Father God, will be transformed into your marvelous light. And I just want to say that these books are uh, free, and you can download them at www.hothouseoftruth.com. And they're free for download. There's seven books there that you can just take and eat and uh, do whatever you want, take your time with them. And we just want to thank you all, and uh, God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Hothouseoftruth.com. Shane W. Rossiger, thank you so much for being with us today, Shane. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. 
I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection. And be sure to take a look at cpnshows.com where you can find all of the shows on our network. And there's lots of new ones. Uh, I hope that you'll take a look at Zawe's Exploring More podcast. We've had the Zawe ministry here on Charisma Connection. And Presence, Power, and Glory with Jeff Struss. So there's some other great shows on there now. And if you want to learn more about Charisma and how you can listen to it instead of just reading the magazine now, you can go to charismamediaaudio.com for a free 10-day trial. That's charismamediaaudio.com. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.